Gospel Message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. I started with 16, I handed over 15, whether to include the day or not. But I think 15 days is okay, it's correct. And if there's anything that um, sort of um, people know about Christmas, it's usually a time of joy. It's a time of joy. You see, generally, people cheer up. Generally, people become more friendly. And they share gifts. So, it's good. It's right to say Christmas is a time of joy. How many days to the new year? Twenty-one, twenty-two days. I got twenty-two, twenty-two days. Whether you are waiting on God for something before Christmas, I don't know. Possibly you have said God before Christmas, or you are waiting on God. You are looking unto God, the author and finisher of your faith, for something before the new year. To testify about for the new year. Is it too late? It's not. Because the Bible tells us clearly that a day is like a thousand years. And 15 days or 22 days, the Lord can turn situation around. So much so that you will not recognize yourself again. And so shall it be for someone in the name of Jesus. But this is a month of Holy Spirit joy. And what the Lord wants to share with us today is the great joy experience. The great joy experience. Why help me with this song, Create in me a new heart, O God, and renew the steadfast spirit within me. Could you please help me with that song? I will allow you to lead before I lead all of us astray.
Lord, our Father, we just want to bless your name. Please, Lord, renew the right spirit within us. Cast us not away from your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus. As we go into your word, Lord, speak to us. Oh, Lord, please use me, O God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, correct us, advance us in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, please. Verses 4 to 8. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many were paralyzed, who were paralyzed, and lame were healed. And there was a great joy in that city. John chapter 14. John 14. Verses 1 to 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the, way you, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And lastly is Philippians 4.4. Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I, say, I will say, rejoice. Say to your neighbor, rejoice. In the Lord always. Medically speaking, joy or being joyous is a good thing. Uh, I need to try craftily here because there are so many medical doctors in the house. But generally speaking, being joyous is a good thing. That is why when someone is healed, it is always advisable to have people who are around them, family members, people they love. And joy is good to your health. Joy is good to my health, my health too. And probably you've heard the proverb or the saying that says, laughter is the best medicine. I'm sure in one discussion or in one reading, you, you would have heard that. Joy is like an anti-stress. It's like an anti-stress. 
a joyous person will hardly, hardly be stressed. I used to have a, an uncle of blessed memory. Nothing bothers this man in the right way. He's just a very joyous man. And we always say this man is going to live long. He doesn't bother about things. As such. It doesn't mean he's, he's not careless, but he's so, 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 so not, not forced about anything. And there's something I saw somewhere that says laughter is even good for your immune system. That laughter stressing, st- strengthens your immune system. That is medically speaking now. But generally speaking, people have attempted to describe or to define favor and um, joy in one way or the other. Somebody is going to have favor this week in the name of Jesus. And the attempts at defining joy went as far as there's a differentiation between joy and happiness. Because people are trying so much to understand the context and the meaning of joy. So they went as far as saying joy is different and happiness is different. But let me remind you quickly what Pastor told us last week. On this point that joy and happiness were used interchangeably in the Bible. They are not necessarily different. So you can say a, a happy person is a joyful person, just to reiterate that fact. And I have here some facts about joy, rather than try to, to explain or try to define joy. I have some facts about joy. And the first thing is that joy is a good thing. Joy is a good thing. It is a positive thing. Everybody wants to live in joy. No one wants to live in sorrow. And in this place, the founding of Love Church, where we are at the moment, is that we do not do sorrow anymore. And when Pastor mentioned that some weeks back, it occurred to him that really that's, that's where we should be. You should just make up your mind that I will not live in sorrow. So joy is good. And everybody loves a joyful environment. If you go into a family you went visiting and everybody is long-faced, I'm sure you won't go back. But you go somewhere and... People are welcoming, lovely, and you are treated like a king. I'm sure you want to go back. So joy is a good thing. Another thing I know about joy that I can say is a fact about joy is joy is the opposite of sorrow. The Bible says that sorrow may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So when we were singing that song, I was smiling to myself there. Because the opposite of night is morning, is afternoon, is daytime. And the opposite of sorrow is joy. So, joy is the opposite of sorrow. So if we are saying as a church that we do sorrow no more, what is the implication? That we do joy. We do joy. Another fact on joy 
is joy is synonymous with the kingdom of God. You can get that from some of the Bible verses I've read earlier. And sorrow is synonymous with the kingdom of darkness. The blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. I cannot say that about the kingdom of darkness. Because the Bible tells me that the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. So if somebody steals something that you love, that, that's your belonging, will you be joyful about that? Or you'll be sorrowful about it? If the enemy kills, you'll be sorrowful about it. But the Bible says, the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no iota of sorrow to it. So I can safely say for a fact that joy is a thing of the kingdom of God. People may argue that some of the things that we experience in the kingdom of God, you don't have to be a Christian before you experience them. True. But does it come with other, other bags and baggages? Definitely. Another point there is joy. Heaven is a place of everlasting joy. Heaven is a place of everlasting joy. And the other side of that, unfortunately, is hell is a place of everlasting sorrow. None of us will go there in the name of Jesus. In fact, our Christian experience here on earth the joy that we experience here on earth is a tester or reaza of our lifetime and lifelong experience in heaven. Because when we get there, it's going to be joy in the morning, joy in the afternoon, and joy in the evening. There's going to be joy always. Singing and praising God. Of course, how do I know that? The Bible tells us in Revelation 21.4. Can you put that, put that on for us, please? Revelation 21.4, please. And God will wipe away every tear from your eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. These former things, where were they experienced? On earth. So when we get to heaven, it is, there shall be no more sorrow, no more crying, but joy. And the Lord will help us to get there in the name of Jesus. Another point there is God is good. And is the ultimate source of her joy. God is good and is the ultimate source of all joy. James 1.17 tells me that all good and perfect gift comes from who? The Father of light, in whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Also in John 16.24. We were told there that we should ask that we can receive that our joy may be full. So I can safely say that 
our daddy in the our daddy in heaven is the source of all joy all joy another point there which ties to one of the songs that we we sang earlier this morning during the praise and worship is that Jesus will turn all sorrows to joy and we saw that in John 16 again 20 to 22 John 16, 2022. The Bible compares that joy to a woman who was in labor. And in verse 21, let's go to verse 21 there. It's a woman who was, a woman who is in labor, verse 21, 1621. A woman who is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish, but joy that a human being has been born into the world. That's our salvation experience. Jesus will turn all sorrows to joy. That song that we sang says, I'm trading my sorrows. If it's not powerful enough, to change the status of that sorrow, why are you trading it with him? Definitely, it tells me that Jesus will turn all sorrows to joy. Joy gives you strength. Some weeks ago, we were praying here. And one of the prayer points, I caught it in the prayer that Pastor Femi was praying, that if you are sad, you are weighed down. But a joyful heart is bubbly. It gives you strength. And the Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Nehemiah 8, 10. Joy gives you boldness. Someone who is joyful. So for somehow, somehow, they are bold. Because it comes with confidence. And I was thinking about that. That joy gives boldness, really. Because the joy of salvation, it comes with something, it comes with boldness. When you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. And when that happens, it gives you boldness. It gives you boldness. The things that you couldn't imagine ever doing, you begin to do them. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And of course, 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of mind. So if he has not given us the spirit of fear then that means he has given us the spirit of boldness. Another fact about joy is that it is an experience. Joy is an, is an experience. No matter how you try to describe it, no matter how I try to make it come alive or real to you, you need to experience it to know it. You need to experience joy to know joy. No matter how somebody has tried to make it real to you, it's an emotional state that you need to experience to understand. 
It's just like somebody who who was once drunk and um, trying to relay the, the, the experience to somebody who never drank. I, I, I'm not sure he's going to get the message. He can't, he can't understand. Except, and just like Pastor said again, that just trust the people that were once drunk. Don't try it. That whatever they tell you, just, just trust it. Trust them. Don't, don't say you want to. It's not the kind of joy, that, kind of feeling that you should experience. It's a feeling. It's an excitement. Somebody that is joyful is always excited. There's always a sensation somewhere that makes you joyous and joyful. And of course, we can tie that to that saying that says the taste of the pudding is in the eating. You need to experience joy. You need to taste joy to know what joy is really. And that takes me to another point. Joy flows. Joy flows. Joy cannot be hidden. There's no way you can say I am joyful and I can't tell. There's no way. You are not joyful if I can't tell. If the next person to you cannot tell. Someone who is joyful, somehow, somehow, it comes out. Somehow it hooses out. Somehow, somehow is demonstrated. Somebody who never, or who had never been to this church, if they came in this morning and they saw us in that mood of worship or praise and worship, what would be their comment? These guys are joy, happy people. But assuming we all stood our arms around our body, and uh, <laughs> Pastor David there was trying all he can to cheer us up and say, oh, the man would just look at us and maybe we'll stay for five minutes and this is not the place for me. And joy is something, another point there is, joy is something that you, you carry. Joy is something that you carry within you. And you carry it around. There is no way you can say, I am a joyful person, so I'm going to Union Square now. I'm going to leave my joy at home. I will go without it. When I come back home, I will carry it again. Joy resides inside. It's within. And you carry it about. And so, the opposite A sorrowful person carries it about. And with anybody that you come in contact with, they notice, they sense it, they smell it. That there's sorrow around this person. And it's not a function of your dressing. It's not a function of your perfume. It's not a function of whatever you're wearing. It's a function of, it just uses out from within. And it's joy is habitual. It's a lifestyle. Some people are just generally joyful people. They are joyful people. And in that section, the last one that I have there is joy is contagious. Joy is contagious. So if you think you are not joyful enough, stay around joyful people. Go to 
joyful places. And the Lord will lead us in the name of Jesus. During the midweek service, we were looking at joy. And Pastor Stanley was asking us that, what are those things that bring about joy that would, if it happened to you, would make you joyful? So I was thinking about that myself, and I was like, oh, yeah. There are some things that when they happen to you, they would bring about joy. So the list is not endless. It's just a case of me doing a quick scan on my head to say, okay, what are the things that generally people will love? And the first thing that came to my mind, maybe because of Christmas, is that the conception, birth, and delivery of a child will bring you joy, brings people joy. And when that child begins to grow, you are joyful. The first birthday party, you are joyful. The child gets onto graduation age and he graduates, you are joyful. The guy or the child gets into a career promotion, career progression, you are joyful as parents. So it brings you joy. It also brings the individual joy. Then the guy goes into marriage, which one of was one of the contributions on, on Wednesday, it brings joy. Financial prosperity brings joy. One of the sisters wanted to win, still wanting to win a, mil- a million, I don't know how many millions she wanted to win. It will come your way in the name of Jesus. So these things bring joy to us. And I'm sure many, many at times people come here to testify of what God has done, a new home. A new home will, will bring joy to you. A new car will bring joy to you. Now, spiritually speaking, salvation, the joy of salvation, it brings joy to the body of Christ on earth, and it brings joy, great joy in heaven. Healing. Breakthrough and miracles bring joy. Answered prayer bring you joy. Answered prayer, like I've referred to that Bible reference earlier on in John 16, 24. So all these things bring joy. They are good. Very, very good. But the list is not endless. So it's now time... Ask your neighbor, are you joyful? Because when you sat near them, there's a perception in your mind. <laughs> Is this person a joyful person? Is this person an approachable person? Now you are asking them. But the truth of the matter is, this, like I said earlier on, that there is no how you can hide joy if you are a joyful person. Your smile, your look, the way you carry yourself would definitely know that there is something this person is joyful about. So you can't hide it. And that leads me to the point where how do you demonstrate joy? 
how do you demonstrate joy? Because I said you can't hide it. So how does it come out? How do we know that this person is joyful or not? You can shout for joy. Somebody can shout for joy. Let somebody shout a mighty hallelujah. You will definitely know that this person is about to give a testimony if it, if it was testimony time. Or has received the word of revelation. So you can shout for joy. There are several examples in the Bible where people shouted for joy. You can sing for joy. One of the songs again today said, sing out. You can sing for joy. And of course, you can dance for joy. Interestingly, that takes me to a Bible reference in 1 Samuel 18, 6 to 7, where the women of the city, after David won that battle, that great battle, and they were singing without knowing that they were cultivating trouble for David. They were singing and dancing and shouting for joy. With all sorts of instruments. So, so that's also music. You can do music for joy. A joyful... Uh, in, if there's a funeral service, for example, there are some kind of songs that people will say, you try to solemn, you try to, to, to sing, um, and there's some hymnals that uh, they usually sing around such kind of uh, um, services. So the music or the song, the type of song, will dictate whether it's a joyful moment or not. There are several times I will see the King David here run from that head, end of the pupil to that other end. And the only explanation for it is that this man is joyous. His joy, he, can't, he, can't, he can't contain that joy. He must display it somehow. And this is the best place to display it. This is the best place to display it. So it, you can run for joy. Sometimes people receive good news and they run. They run around. Because of the good news that they have received. You can clap for joy. You can just keep clapping for joy. To exhibit joy. You can clap. You can laugh for joy. Not a scornful laughter. A genuine laughter of joy that is out of the abundance of your heart. You can jump for joy. There are so many songs we, sit, uh, we, we, we sing here and sometimes it says we should jump. Some of us, we try to, to try to jump, but not exactly jumping. But you can jump for joy. A typical example of that was that person in Acts 3-7. Acts 3-7. The Bible says that guy was jumping for joy as he went along.
We should join. In fact, and also in Psalm 107, 1, the Bible admonishes us that we should jump for joy. Psalm is filled with places about joy, clapping for joy. The heavens, the earth, the mountains, the trees clap their hands for joy. And that's, I think that's another exposition entirely, talking about the, the earth and the, and the trees, nature clapping their hands, the trees clapping for joy. And I've mentioned earlier on that we can have a lifestyle of joy, habitual by faith. Because you are carrying a mentality like everything works together for your good, irrespective. Everything works together for your good. And I want to quickly go to the two major categories of joy. Two major categories of joy. We are going somewhere. The first category is heartly joy. So all these things that I've listed earlier on, you might be wondering what is this man going about? Going on about a new house, a new home, career, new car, all those, they fall under earthly joy. They are secular, they are worldly, they are non-spiritual. Open and close bracket, they are materialistic. And this is the kind of joy that our flesh usually sort of feel. Our flesh will feel it. That's the, uh, uh, the flesh part of us. We feel that. Whether you're a Christian or not, we feel that. We have a new home. You feel that joy. And this is what most people would term happiness in their attempt to try and segregate between joy and happiness. It is te- all these ones are temporal. And they are tied to something you can see. In most cases, they are not enduring. Some of them are costly. It costs you something. You have to pay for it. At some point or another, I'm sure that everybody here would have experienced this type of joy. Our sister gave a testimony of how God gave them a a home. Somebody gave a, a testimony of examination sources. These are all joyful experiences under that category of heartly joy. The day we die, all these accolades and all these joyful things that brings us joy under this category, none will be buried with us. No matter how even the average degree, the best they can do is to glaze it and put it by the, by the casket. That's the best they can do. You can't take it away. That certificate was awarded for a living soul, for someone, so they can use it here on earth and move quickly. And that tells me, or that ties into the Bible verse 
in Mark 8, 36, that says that, what does it profit a man? To gain the whole world, to gain all these joyful things, which gives joy on its own, and yet forfeit his soul. The second category is eternal joy. I think the good thing about our Christian life is that we have both. And the unfortunate thing is that not everybody has an experience of both. They have one, but they don't have the other. And this is the earlier when I said the first category is the one that our flesh enjoys. Our flesh is joyful about. But this is the one, the second one, eternal joy, is the one our soul sort of experiences. No wonder, most of the time, when people want to give a testimony, they just concluded um, or about concluding Congress in Camp in Nigeria. You see, people will take the microphone and say, Praise the Lord. Firstly, I want to thank the Lord for the salvation of, not salvation of my flesh, salvation of my soul. So there is something eternal about it. It's heavenly, it's divine. It's everlasting, it's undying, it's unending, it's timeless. It's a perpetual joy. I have a saying with one of my friends, it is not based on what we see. We just, or what you see, we, we, we say it amongst ourselves that I'm joyful or I'm celebrating Jesus irrespective. And that word, irrespective. So you are joyful irrespective of what people are seeing, of what you are seeing. And the Holy Spirit is the one that provides this type of joy. So that is why in this month of Holy Spirit joy, you cannot afford not to experience this second type of joy if you have the first one already. And even if you don't have the first one, this second one guarantees you the first one. Because the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. The Bible records in Luke there that Luke 15, 7 to 11, we're not ready for our time. There is great joy in heaven over a sinner that repents. You can be a subject of joy today if a sinner comes to repentance, comes to salvation. The body of Christ experiences great joy. The people will experience joy. They are joyful that souls are coming to Christ. Likewise, heaven. There is great joy in heaven over a sinner that repents. Like I said, not unfortunately... Not everybody 
as an experience of this kind of joy. And people have replaced the place of eternal joy with earthly joy. But God will give you an eye clarity in the name of Jesus. I said earlier that you need to pay sometimes for the earthly joy. You need to pay to go to school. You need to pay to build a house. You need to pay a bride price even to get a wife. Which gives you joy. And most of the time when she says yes to your proposal, you're happy. She's happy too. But uh, after a while, the thing fizzles a bit. Then you need to renew the vow and all of that. This joy, you don't have to pay a penny. It has been paid for. Not partly paid. Not paid in instrumental payments. It's been what? Fully paid. Fully paid. Fully paid. Sometimes in my profession it's possible that you, 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 you do a calculation and you say your invoice is this amount. And they say, okay, we've settled it. And they say, oh, sorry. We, we revise based on... There is no sorry case. It has been paid for in full. The birth of Jesus is a joyful event because of the birth of a child. Not only for that, but because, not because another child is born, but because a savior is born. And I want to call on you, friend, if this type of joy that we are attempting to describe because the own, like I said, the taste is in the eating, is in the experience. That is why someone will get a letter of redundancy and smile, irrespective. That is why somebody will be given a doctor's report and smile, irrespective, because of eternal joy because of the joy of salvation and we saw this play out in the life of people in the Bible we saw that play out in the life of Joseph despite the fact that he was in slavery he was still serving joyfully Daniel in the lion's den Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fairy furnace. Paul the apostle. Paul and Silas. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with those two boys, those two guys, because they were beaten, thrown into jail, and while in that place they were praising, which is like demonstration of joy that they carry. They took it to jail. The joy was inside of them. And when the Lord moved, they sat there. They didn't leave. There is something they know that the other inmates did not know. 
There's something they have experienced that the other inmates who saw that the the door got opened and they ran out at the slightest opportunity that they didn't know. They saw the opportunity for evangelism. They saw the opportunity for saving souls. Now, the, the, the question that I have is, you know, when you, during times like this again, you have a lot of promotion happening, a lot of sale, uh, half price, 50% discount. That is something I was <laughs> looking at um, on the internet, trying, I was, I liked it, I wanted to buy it, but I thought it was too expensive, so I just left it there, looking at it, gratifying my, my flesh. So, um, very early this morning, I was just doing something else entirely, and the thing flashed. Price reduction, price reduction. (laughs) Oh, oh, Jesus. I was like, okay. I was so tempted to go and click it. The question is that, while all this promotion is going on, it comes once in a while, there's a promotion that has been on forever. If you have responded to that promotion, to that sale advert, praise to God. But if you have not, because this year is the year of the Holy Spirit, and if you look at the way the Lord dealt with, has dealt with us from the beginning of the year until now, we are about to close this year. It is not too late to partake of what the Lord has packaged for this year. The criteria is the joy that comes with salvation. Which is very important. I don't know where you are. I know where I am. I know where I need to adjust. So in, in closing. For you to end this year on a high. For you to end this year joyfully. I don't know. Why the Lord said, this is our month of joy. It's just to cap up the year in a grand style. And the only guarantee for that, the only guarantee for that is salvation. Or for those that have backslided, is to come back. Can we all please bow our heads, please? This is the moment of self-check. You have one life to live. There have been so many theories about reincarnation. That is a lie. Because the Bible tells me that it is appointed unto man to die once, after which 
judgment. You have one life to live. And in this life, there's a promotion of the gospel. That says the price, you have, the, you have two for the price of one. For this one life that you have to live, you can enjoy the earthly joy and also have the eternal joy. Do you have both? If you don't, it's a moment to reconsider. It's a moment where you need to come back to the Lord to ask for forgiveness. Or have you strayed away? It's a moment to find your way back. Because I know that the Lord is determined to make sure you and I finish this year on a high. Irrespective of what is happening. Irrespective of what the news all the channels are saying you will make it in the name of Jesus if you are in that category and you that you can talk to God about that and if you are you don't want it to pass this moment And you don't have this eternal joy. You can signify by raising your hand. And a card will be given to you. And somebody will pray with you. Or if there are places you think you have fallen. Or places you think you have derailed. And you are trying to find your way in the dark. There is someone who wants to hold your hand and lead you out of the darkness. So that you can have joy irrespective. Let us rise up to just pray. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world? Be joyful about that, to be joyful about this, and lose his soul. Is heaven joyful over you? Is the body of Christ joyful over you? Are you experienced that joy? Are you a carrier of the Holy Spirit joy? The Bible says there is great joy in heaven. Are you, a, are, are you? Do you have the experience of that great joy? It's an experience. It's not by description. The joy that my wife experienced, I cannot, I cannot, um, uh, I, I can identify with it, but I cannot uh, use our own joy, this type of joy that we're talking about. It's personal So, let us just ask God in our own words 
Lord, give me your joy. Let the Lord hear your voice. Lord, give me your joy. Let's ask the Lord. Let your joy, your Holy Spirit joy, dwell in me. Let me be a carrier of your joy. Let me experience earthly joy and eternal joy in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let the Lord hear your voice. Do you know that it is possible for us on the 31st of December to have the line of testifiers that we cannot manage? It is possible because I started out by saying how many days more do we have for the year to come to an end? 22 days. You may not, you will not recognize yourself again. So far, you give the Lord a chance. So far, you come to him. So far, the heaven is listening to you now for those that want to also partake of eternal joy. The Lord will never leave you or forsake you. That's what he said. But these promises that we're talking about is only for those that are the Lord's. Unfortunately. Let us begin to round up our prayer. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father Lord, we thank you for this humbling moment, for this time. You are helping us to come back to you. You are helping us to come to you so that your plan for this month, your plan for this year, we will not miss out on it. Daddy, we appreciate you. We thank you and we pray that your joy will flow in our hearts. Your joy will dwell in our heart. We will be a carrier of your joy in the name of Jesus. As many as at the point of decision making. Oh Lord, please help them, oh Lord. The Bible says the heart of man is in your hand and you channel it at the cost of the river. You said in your word that in the heart we are set and with our mouth we confess that Jesus is Lord. Help these people to confess that you are Lord in the name of Jesus. Is there anybody in the house who for one reason missed their way? Reinstate us Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that everybody in the house we will finish this year 2017 joyfully in the name of Jesus. Come the 31st, we will look back and say, Lord, you are good. For in Jesus' 
matchless name we have prayed. Let a joyful person shout hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.